Hello, listeners, and welcome to the Good Enough Homeschool podcast. We are Jen Naughton, Courtney Ostaff, and Andrew Campbell. Today, we have a special treat. We're going to interrogate Jen about the Bookish Society. Are you ready, Jen? I feel like we're in a spy movie and you guys are, you know, centering the light on me. So once you you move that bright light out of my eyes, we can let the interrogation begin. (laughs) Okay. Well, why don't you give us some background about yourself for listeners who don't know you? I'm an autodidact of all things bookish. As soon as I was old enough to leave the house alone, I made library trips, took summer school, not because I failed, but as a way to keep learning all summer. I am that kind of dork. I love the written word. I got married pretty young after a brief stint as a 911 operator and proceeded to have a passel of children. My first two boys had a lot of trouble in school. And when a friend introduced me to homeschooling, I embraced teaching my own kids. My partner, John, and I now have five kids ages 15 to 30. And I've been homeschooling for 20 years and reviewing books professionally for seven years. So what is the Bookish Society? That is a good question. So Bookish offers online literature roundtables and classes for kids ages 5 to 17. We have members from all parts of the world, and this year, each group is reading about two books a month, meeting weekly. We'll be having authors drop in, and I have a few other surprises in store, too. Okay, so you know that I love definitions. So what I want to know is what is a roundtable exactly? So is it like a book club or a literature class? What is it? More than a book club, less than a lit class. The general purpose of a roundtable is to hold a close discussion and exploration of a specific topic. So a roundtable, holding all the participants on equal footing, really aims to confront issues rather than people. So that's really neat. How did you get the idea for this, for the Bookish Society? Oh, it's the greatest 3 a.m. idea I've ever had. <laughs> I still feel like I am very lucky that this that this worked and other people agreed that it was a good idea for their kids. So last summer, mid-pandemic, I saw parents stressed out about everything. Lots of people who were new to having their kids at home were frankly struggling as, you know, when some were longtime homeschoolers, it was just a hard year for all of us. And I can safely say that the entire human race has some PTSD from shared pandemic trauma. I knew how much reading excellent books helped my kids and I wanted to help busy parents and saw that, that the technology was there and the demand. So all the stars sort of aligned. All right. So how does this work? If I've got my kids signed up, what what can they or what can I expect during a session? So this year's a little different than last. You'll get a welcome email with Zoom links for the roundtable, a reading schedule, which will also be in our private member area of our website. So if you lose the email, you can always just log on and take a look at it. Last year, we took four weeks on each book and that was too long. So we're trying two weeks this year per book. Week one is spent spoiler free and the kids are reading and discussing. And we'll talk about general themes of the story. I give background about the genre. There's a lot of guessing about what will happen next. It's usually pretty loud with friendly debate. In other words, it doesn't sound like they're learning, but, but they are. In week two, or, or even three, if it's a long book and we need it, we'll do a complete analysis of the plot. And for a lot of books, we'll get to visit with the author. 
How do families go about getting the books? You can buy them from us. We're officially a woman-owned independent bookstore this year. Woot. We'll ship them to you. There's a product called Books that you can add on when you enroll, or your library will probably have them. You know, they're good books, so maybe you want to own them. And because I'm on a budget, I provide Amazon links, and you can one-click them right to your door. I know the social aspect of book is, is a huge draw. How do you encourage kids to be themselves and really get to know each other in an online setting? The thing with the roundtable discussion is that there's often no right or wrong answers. I'll mention something maybe that I had to look up while reading, and it never takes long to fall into a comfortable conversation. During the last 10 minutes or so, the younger kids have show and tell, the middle kids play a bookish card game that I sort of invented. I've been known to join the teens in a quick round of Among Us. The teens also have their own bookish Discord channel that I run for them as a place to hang out between roundtables. The one thing that I love about the bookish reading list is the diversity. Can you say something about how you choose the books? I choose books that I'm afraid people will miss on their own. I have to love it. So I try to pick stories that promote empathy, understanding, and that educate kids about people that they may not know in real life. So because I've been reviewing books... I read the books months ahead of their publication, and they're usually not books with big marketing budgets. So sometimes I end up selecting what becomes a super popular book, and that feels a bit like winning a prize or solving a crime. You know, I'll clap and be like, I knew it. You have another podcast as well that ties into these book choices and some of the author visits you talked about. I do. So Bookish Society Secrets is the name of my podcast where I interview authors of books that I love and I rake them over the coals for all their secrets. It's very fun for me. I'm fangirling the entire time and you can find it wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, etc. So you know me, I'm all about the academics. How do you see bookish fitting into people's overall curriculum? That's an interesting question. So last year, it was a little different because I was just starting. And I would have said that it's part of your balanced breakfast, like it's the cereal part. (laughs) And this year, another one of my 3 a.m. ideas was to offer a family pass because I really wanted this to be affordable so that all the people in your household could take as many sessions as you would like for one price per month. So now I've got kids that'll be with me multiple times a week or a few hours a day. And we have real honest to goodness literature classes this year, like women's studies and exploring the world through story. This year, I feel like Bookish is an excellent place for parents who want to outsource some of their teaching. Each roundtable is more than enough to count as literature for one year. And if you add grammar and writing, you're all set. A lot of our kids are after schoolers too. And I imagine they are some of the most well-read kids in their schools. I bet. How involved are parents in Bookish? You've got a dedicated Facebook group for families, yeah? Yeah. Bookish Society Parents is the name of the Facebook group. You can search it out. Really, parents can be as involved or not involved as they care to be. All you have to do is make sure your kid has the book in hand and I do the rest. You're going into your second year of Bookish, and obviously it's really struck a chord with families. What's on your schedule for the coming year? 
for roundtables, we have picture books, chapter books, middle grade, YA, graphic novels, nonfiction. We have classes in grammar, mythology, women's studies, and of course, exploring the world through story, which I can't get enough of. And I have to mention our nighttime series roundtables. They're so fun. We have trivia contests and prizes, and these are for kids who have already read through a series of books and love them. So think Percy Jackson or any of the Riordan imprints, Wings of Fire, Nevermore, Keeper of the Lost Cities, Aurora Rising, The Warriors, etc. I mean, if kids ask me and I can get a bunch of them read myself, I'm up for it. Like I've already read The Warriors. I've already read all of Percy Jackson. So those are easy. I'm reading Keeper of the Lost Cities, which I would never would have picked up on my own because so many bookish kids loved it. And I'm really getting into it. And there's like eight books. So I've, you know, I've got a long way to go. So this summer, we're starting with Camp Half-Blood on eight Wednesday nights in a row. We did it last January with a group of kids from Australia, and it was a blast. After Percy Jackson, I'll ask the kids what they what they feel like doing, and that's just an extra that they can all show up for at night if they want to. I want to be a bookish student. Do you have anything <laughs> for adults planned? We are this year. We're also going to have a parents roundtable this year. I keep wanting to call it adult roundtable, but that just has like a weird <laughs> connotation. <laughs> yeah, maybe no. Parents seem <clears throat> safe, although you don't have to be a parent. Grownups, I'm still trying to come up with like a good name. And we're going to have a roundtable for college students just because my daughter and her friends took all my extra copies of Moxie and then wanted to chat about it with me so much that uh, I made it official. I love that because, you know, finding someone else who loves books as much as you do. It's a huge benefit to a child who loves to read. So how do you encourage this, this kind of socialization of book lovers? You know, I don't have to do much, honestly, once they're there. It's getting the kids together, talking about what they've already read, what they want to read. We're truly very book-centric. Gosh, the kids have done so much on their own. They've done their own Discord channels, Minecraft playdates, Dungeons and Dragons clubs. They all just came together on their own on non-roundtable days. I know the teens even share their fan fiction writing with each other. That's what makes it so great. I didn't even realize I was building a community, but when it happened, man, I could not get enough of it. I'm I'm so excited that everybody wants to participate. Maybe in your neighborhood, there aren't kids who love reading as much as your kid does. They'll find bookish a relief. Lots of like-minded kids are there because they already love reading and stories. That's just amazing. I really wish I'd had something like that as a kid. Same. Getting back to how this fits into the overall curriculum. So how do kids have time for the rest of their homeschooling and then all the, the other reading that they're doing for bookish? The younger kids, it's easy for them. They have more time because simply put, fluency takes practice. And the more you read, the better you get at it. That's a, that's a no-brainer. Middle school kids seem to have the most leisure time, and they also tend to get hooked into big series of books at that age anyway. Because I'm reading hundreds of books a year, it's easy for me to steer them away from less desirable books. All in all, there's very few books that I selected last year that kids didn't really love. You know what? They brought up excellent points as to why they didn't like different aspects of it that I didn't even see. And I thought that was great. They're very willing to read whatever I 
give them. The fact that they felt comfortable challenging it was awesome. While I'm the the discussion leader, you're always learning. Thought that was a really good lesson for them. Unlike other lit-based programs whose reading list stays the same year after year, I'm selecting all the best new release books every year for kids. There's really no repeats. So I feel like this is just something completely different in the homeschool world. Yeah, it's definitely a a unique offering. This is great for if you have one of those natural readers who would love to do nothing but curl up in a library and never leave for a week. But what do you do with children who don't actually seem to like to read? I find that if you make sure you're offering books on the right level in the right format, you can convert any kid into a reader. That means reading with your eyes or ears. Some kids have a comprehension level way above their actual sight reading level. And audiobooks absolutely count as reading. Some more visual kids love picture books, graphic novels, comics, all of those count as reading. There's also nothing wrong with a voracious nonfiction appetite. I think generally kids love knowledge and it's up to us to figure out how to dish it up the way they like it. And I'm so glad you're there that I can lean on you for this. (laughs) So where can people sign up? So how do how do the subscriptions work anyway? Okay, so you can sign up anytime at thebookishsociety.com. If you sign up for book mail from us, we have a cutoff on the 15th of the month so that I can order the books from the publishers, get them to me, repackaged and get them back out to you by the first of the next month. If you're going to source your own books, you can sign up and start the same day. Parents create an account on our site and they can always cancel at any time with no questions asked. If you you manage to lock yourself out of your account, I can do it for you. I've tried to make it as easy as possible. Awesome. Is there anything else you think people should know? So what we're doing at Bookish is I think unique and special. Providing kids with a space and time to discuss what they read with their peers is pretty great. We're becoming a nation of non-readers. And in my small way, I feel like I'm helping to change that. And that's pretty awesome. Oh, hey, AJ, before we go, do you have any Quid Nom Press news to share with us? I'm back in the pixel mines. I'm working on the next three levels of exploring the world through story. And these are going to be all about wisdom tales. So I'm really, really excited about that. Oh, and I started an Instagram account and the sky did not fall. So I am (laughs) proud. Yay! So how about you, Courtney? How's your summer going? Boy, we're having a get or done summer at my house. I'm telling you, Elena's working through our charged vowels and j words like edge and hedge and wedge and multiplication arrays with her abacus and right start while Gwen is slugging it out with algebra. I've written about 20,000 words of my own. And I think I've nailed down a textbook for a high school astronomy course for the 22-23 school year. Six more weeks before the school year starts. I can do this. Yikes. I know, right? (laughs) Thanks for listening, folks. And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. Then join us next time when we give you some more real talk about homeschooling.